Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Yeah, so tonight is going to be a night where we're going to go a little bit deeper. Prayerfully. Y'all ready to go a little bit deeper? Amen. We've been talking about the secret place for a month and some change now. And as he was ministering about the secret place, he was singing about it. Uh, Let us become more aware of your presence in the secret place. That's where you know him more. That's where you learn of him more. That's where he is. We're talking about the secret place. Uh, The theme scripture is in, I forgot the, 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 the verse that it's in, but it was Matthew 6, 6. Yeah, thank you, Christian. Matthew 6, 6, when he says, when you pray, don't be like the Pharisees or the Sadducees, but go into your closet, shut the door behind you, and pray to the Father who is in secret. The Father is in the secret place. That's just the revelation. He's in the secret place. Whether you're saved or not, you have a secret place where the Father dwells. Amen. Let me go ahead and get my God seats up here. So let's get that. Thank you so much, son. You can put two up. Just put two up there for me. So boom, just like that. Just like that. Before you even enter into the picture, hold on, Malik. Before you enter into the picture, we believe God establishes his own throne in your life. He says, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. Right? So before you had a form, before you had a body, before you had muscle, tissue, veins, uh, chemicals, whatever, uh, uh, you had a secret place. And I believe God establishes his throne in us first. So he lets, he, he lets it be known that I am Lord of this person's life. That's, I'm in charge. He does that with every created thing. Animals know that. Uh, the ox know that. The cows know that God is in control. Every, everybody knows that. Nature knows it, which is why the wind obeys him. The seas and the wind obey him. Everybody honors this seat in their existence. We are the most stubborn when it comes to this seat. As far as nature is concerned, we are the most stubborn when it comes to this. But God establishes his throne in our lives, his way, his existence, and then brings us into the picture. And then your parents meet, whether for one night or for the rest of their lives, they meet. (laughs) And I don't care if it was for one night or the rest of their lives, somebody thank God your parents met right now. Just clap your hands. I don't care if you like them or not, if y'all cool or not. Thank God that they met. (laughs) We don't know the terms, but I'm glad they got together such a time as this. So now here you are into the picture now. Now you enter into the picture. I believe God, uh, he, he, he builds us around him. I, I don't know how to explain it because every man has a void, I believe, in their soul that only God can fill, that no matter how rich you are, no matter how successful you are, no matter how uh, swagged out you are, no matter how creative you are, there's an emptiness in all of us that can never be fulfilled by things. It can only be fulfilled by God. How many relationships have you tried to fill that void with? No relationship works. How many ideas have you tried to fill that void with? No idea works. How many things have you... Come on, can y'all say amen once or twice? Yeah, let me know I'm telling the truth. Like It doesn't matter what you try to fill that thing with. How many times have we got addicted 
and reach for addictions to try to fill that void. Nothing fills that void but God. And I want to say that it's not a void. It's actually his seat. You understand what I'm saying? It's not a void. It's not an emptiness. It's just his seat in our lives. It's him. It's him. It's him. And he built our whole lives around that. So the subject tonight, I'm going to try to finish it this time, uh, is get lost. Let's say it again, okay? Get lost. Look at your neighbor and say, get lost. <laughs> we've been talking about, well, uh, we, again, we've been talking about the secret place, uh, specifically more specifically where we are in the secret place, we're kind of like introducing the tabernacle into the picture. Now, the tabernacle for the, for the, for the, for the, for the, for the reason of, you, you can keep on recording me, just back up. There you go. Go with me. Flow with me. Just keep going. All right, you're good. <laughs> this is considered the outer court. Where everybody is, this is the outer court, right? And we'll make this the inner court even though it's a little bigger in my explanation. This is the inner court, and then this is the holies of holies, or the most holy place where only God dwells, okay? According to the tabernacle of Moses. Outer court, inner court, most holy place, right? So most of us, when we are born, when we, when, when we are born, we said it last week, our influence, our, 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 um, uh, our pull is from the flesh and our surroundings. Whatever, whatever you're surrounded by, you almost become. You almost become your surroundings when you're born. You're leaning on authority. You're trying to figure out how your character is going to be. Your identity and your behavior is based on how your aunt acts and how your uncle acts and how your dad eats and how your mom, your mom's dad. Everything is based on outward. Outward. So you shape your inward based on the outward. All right, so that's the outer court. Are y'all with me? Okay, so let's say we ship all that around the, the outer court. So when you're born, you exist in the outer court, which is the flesh. All right, this is the body, outer court, soul, inner court, spirit, holies of holies. All right, body, soul. Y'all with me? Do it again. Yep. Yep. What's the outer court? Inner court. Most holy place. Okay, cool. So we're, we're, we're moved by the flesh when we're born. And you're young and you just move by how you feel. And if you're sad, everybody knows you're sad because you're crying so hard. And if you're happy, everybody knows you're happy because you're the loudest one in the car with your toys. Your, your, emo, your, 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 your body and your flesh runs you in your adolescence. And that's the problem when you become spiritually mature or you should be spiritually mature now. You're still ran by adolescent impulses. That's why he says, hey, when I became a man, I what? You got to put away childish things because you can't be defined by your surroundings once you get a certain age. Uh-oh. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? Even in school, I understand, all right, you want to be like your classmates in school, all right, but now you're 25, you're 30, it's like, all right, you can't keep being shaped by the outward. Uh, you can't keep being identified by the, by the, out, by the outer court. You've got to have some depth to you at this point, okay? Uh, so now, uh, so you're, identified, you're defined by your surroundings, and you shape yourselves around the flesh, and then you kind of wake up and realize, hold on, I'm not what I've done. I'm not my family. I'm not my friends. I'm not my aunt. You understand what I'm saying? You kind of you wake up. I'm not even, I'm, you know, but if we don't go directly, watch this. If we don't go directly from the flesh out of court, to the holies of holies, get saved, right? 
Most people don't, when, when they wake up and say, hold on, I ain't going to be like my dad. He left my mom. I ain't going to be like my uncle. He went to jail. I'm not going to be like my aunt. She was, we kind of wake up and then we soul search. Which is not a bad thing because it still should be on the way. But for the most part, we get stuck here in the, are y'all hearing me? In the inner core, we get stuck in the soul searching area, but because it's, it's better than the outer court and it's deeper than the outer court, etc. But we can get trapped there because ultimately, as long as this is not who I was. Oh God. So, so, so long as I'm not a pushover no more, long as I'm not a doormat anymore, long as I can't be manipulated anymore, we're just happy that we're not who we used to be. But it doesn't mean you are who you created to be. Uh-oh, Liv. Come on. So we get in here with these horoscopes. That's right, Pisces season. And you find a community that's just not who you were. But not being who you were is not the goal. The goal is being who God created you. Ask your neighbor, what are you here for? You're not just here to not be like your family. You're here to be like what God purposed you. Tell your neighbor, he made you for a reason. That's the wrong name, but tell somebody else you're here for a reason. You can't just be happy that you're not who you used to be. I got to talk to a few real people in here because... That's how you get real religious and things I used to do, I don't do no more. But you still ain't who you're supposed to be. The first step is to stop. And people just want to be against their family. I don't want to be like them. And you just, and your thrust and your momentum in life is to not be like that. But that can't be your focus. Your focus got to be God, who do you want me to be? Come on, y'all. Who did you make me? What's my purpose to you? What's my destiny for you? You already wrote out my whole life. Get me in line with that book. So the journey must be the pursuit of who I am, not just who I'm not. You can just stay in this area for the rest of your life happy that you ain't like your mom. But God didn't create you to not be like your family. He created you to be like him. Are y'all hearing me? Because if you get stuck here, it's too vast. It's too, it's too vast. There are too many other identities and characteristics that's not like your aunt. It's too many other personality types that's not like your father. So you can't just be happy that you're not like your father because this is too vast. You can still be just as lost as if you were bound. You can take on a new false identity. Okay. So now we're taking on a new false. Okay. But we're just happy. I'm going to just say a name and then we all love him and rest in peace. Michael Jackson. It was like his goal physically was just not to look like Joe. Joe Jackson is his dad. Y'all like, who's Joe? Not Joe, the keyboard player over there. I love you, Joe. Y'all clap it up for Joe. Love you, bro. Musical director here at Liv. <laughs> Michael Jackson's whole thing was I just changed my nose. 
I ain't got to go down the list. Change my chin. Change my cheeks. Change my hair. Change my cleft of the, cleft of the, the, cleft of the chin. Change the complexion. As long as I don't look like what hurt me, I'm content. Your life cannot be, your life cannot be about not being like what hurts you. Because you'll end up looking like Michael Jackson. You still ain't who you're supposed to be. Uh oh, it's quiet. It's okay. It's okay. He had a, a skin problem. All right, y'all know what I'm saying. Overall. The goal is not just to avoid being like what hurts you. The goal of your life is to be in line with who created you and what he created you to be, when he created you to be in, how he created you to be in, like he created you to be in. And you only get that intel in a secret place. This is the only place where he whispers to you who you are. There he is. I was looking for God the whole night. Iran, can you come up here? I'm sorry. I was looking for. I said, like, man, where's God? We've been, using, we've been using him the last couple of weeks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody thank God for, for, for God. <laughs> I was looking for God the whole sermon, y'all. Hallelujah. So now, I'm going through life. You good? I'm going through life, right? Some decisions I make from the outer court, flesh. Some decisions I make from the inner court, the soul. Could be emotional. Could be, you know, experiences. Could be what you learn. Could be your intellect. Most decisions you should make should come from the secret place. Are y'all with me so far? All right, hopefully we won't be too much longer. But listen, discernment. Discernment is in the secret place. It's what he says about a thing. <laughs> you can't get discernment out here because you're too emotional. You can definitely not get discernment out here because you're too ratchet. Uh oh. Come on. The Bible says to the pure, all things are pure. So let's flip it to the ratchet. You can see something pure and be like, she thinks she cute. Look how, no, she could, you just ratchet and you with, uh-uh. She ain't got no motives. You the one that got motives. So you see something pure and put your ratchet on the righteous. <laughs> it's the same way with the pure. You can look at something straight evil and be like, oh, that's so nice how they helped him out. Well, he's just trying to kill him. You can look, I'm saying not in real life, a movie or something like that. Like, oh, look at how he, yeah, but he's going to kill him later. But to the pure... So I can't go by what I think is pure. I can't go by what I feel is good or bad. I can't go by my experiences and what I experience in my soul. I feel like I said you can't go by that. You can't go by the horoscopes. We're not compatible because you're a Pisces and I'm a... You got to go by... It's quiet early for some reason. You got to go by the secret place, Lord. Chant Chantel, can you sit next to the Lord? <laughs> That's right. 
Get that together. <laughs> he said she need to get cleaned up first. Clean her, Lord. Clean her, Jesus. They always fight. They got this play fight going. I don't know what's up. <laughs> so now, just standing from them. Somebody has a conversation with Chantel now. He ain't trying to kick it to her. He's just like, hey, service was crazy tonight, wasn't it? God has to tell her. Say it again. That, that ain't it. That ain't it. Sit down. Y'all quiet over here, can I? Somebody else got to come and just stand in front of No, we're not just stand in front of Hey, Chantel, how you doing, girl? It's a good night tonight. And Chantel's like, oh, she has her. She has her outer court feelings. Y'all, come on, y'all. Come on. Come on, y'all. Y'all not with me. Y'all not with me. Sit down. Sit down, daughter. I didn't say y'all got to follow my lead. even finished we got the outer court feelings okay <laughs> we got the inner court emotions I, I am sick of going to bed going to bed by myself every night or whatever oh, and he is stepping to me talking about God I mean he's talking about God <laughs> ladies don't be fooled by the God talk and while y'all screaming, fellas, don't you be fooled by the God talk either. Because if they know you're real about God, they'll try to deceive you to make you think they're about God just so their agenda, y'all better grab their arm and look up their sleeve. What you got up your sleeve? I'm not moved by the God talk. The devil know the scriptures. I said, Satan knows the scriptures. He told Jesus, the word says he'll give his angels charge. How are you going to come to the word with the word? <laughs> Don't be fooled by the God talk. So if I need discernment, I can't base it off the outer court or my inner court. I got to take that thing to the secret place. Liv, I need y'all to make a little bit more noise with me because we're being manipulated by so many people. We're being deceived by so many people. Whether it's a boss or a boo, we need discernment. God, who is this? What's their agenda? What's their plan? What's their motive? Reveal it. Y'all quiet. And not that everybody's flawless. You don't want God to reveal their flaws because you don't want God to reveal yours. Flaws are different than agendas. I'm not concerned about your flaws. I want to know your agenda. I got to get out of here. So go ahead, talk to her again. You stay up to her. So she said, okay, God. So Chantel, come here. Stay right there, Jason. 
going to take, we're going to do this whole demonstration so y'all can get it. So he done stepped on her. She out here like, oh, Lord. I bless your name. Just help me with this one. You know what? Nope. I ain't making no decision based on my flesh because I did that before and I messed up and I gave my body. I gave my time. I gave my energy. I'm not doing that. So I'm going to be smarter. But this ain't it either. <laughs> you got to take it a little bit deeper. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't line it up with your feelings or your past. Line it up with God. So now he stepped to her. She said, God, what's up with this guy? And God says, he's cool, but that still ain't it. Still ain't it. Good guy, though. Great guy. But that's all. Just a friend. Just a good friend, but not your spouse. That's it. Oh, good friend, but not your spouse. Uh-oh. Did y'all hear what God said? You can, all, you can sit down. Did y'all hear what God said? He's a good friend, but not your spouse. You need to hear that. That's why they're, never mind. You need to hear that from your father. So you won't throw away every relationship that ain't what you want. So she wants a spouse, but don't throw that away because he's a good friend. That's what's gone in our culture today. Friends. We either sleeping together or we ain't rocking together. I'm talking about opposite sex or attractions. You know what I'm saying? What happened to friends? Like every friend is on the way to an agenda. Like you count it down. Like how many more times we got to go to city walk before I am here? I wonder how many more Disney Springs trip is going to take before I'm back. Why you got to have that in the back of your head? Just enjoy Disney Springs. Just enjoy the movie. Enjoy City Walk. Enjoy the fellowship. Y'all, behold how good and how pleasant it is not for us to sleep together. It's quiet. It's quiet. Fellowship together. We don't even know how to be friends these days. But God knows how to satisfy. Hallelujah. God knows how to satisfy. You go to the first scripture. I'm just going to paraphrase. I'm not even going to really read it. I don't think I am. I said it Sunday. God knows how to satisfy. He assessed Adam. Adam did not complain after naming every animal, male and female. He didn't complain like, oh, I ain't got nobody. Wow. Must be nice. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. He wasn't complaining. And maybe God is waiting for you to stop complaining before he brings it to you. Because it's a scary thing when you get what you complain for. And we talked about that already, so I ain't going to go there. So the first... Can we put the first scripture up, please? Thank you so much. Appreciate it. He's 
the God that made the whole world and everything in it. Since he's the Lord of heaven, he doesn't have needs. You can't see it, but it says he doesn't need anything. He doesn't, he, he, you can't serve his needs. No human hands can serve his needs, for he has no needs. That's a good thing. I said it Sunday. You serve a God who don't need you. He wants you. You want people in your life that don't just need you, but they want you around. They like you. Oh, my God. If I throw a mic to my wife right now, we could talk all night about just being in the company of people who needed us, but not having a company of people who loved us. You got to be careful when being needed feels like being loved, okay? For he has no needs. He himself, he gives life and breath to everything. And he satisfies every need. Yep, let your mind be like, well, not that one. because I'm gonna... you, could, you, could, you could think it's drugs, but it's probably just peace. Oh, hold on. You, you understand what I'm saying? He can't satisfy my addiction because I, should, you know, you, you, I do two lines just to get. I don't know. Whatever you think the drugs do for you, it's a deeper thing. You just want peace and rest. You don't really want to be hooked on a substance to go to sleep. Y'all quiet for some strange reason. You just want to enjoy the party. You don't really want to get drunk and not know where you are. So God knows how to satisfy the real need. Other stuff is medicine. It medicates it. It makes you feel like it's healed, but it ain't. It makes you feel like it's filled, but it ain't. Them cavities I had, I take medicine all the time for my cavities. I don't care if it's a perk. I got my teeth, my mom done. I said, give me, give me 19 perks at once. They didn't do it. Why y'all scared? Like, he took 19 perks. You can't do that. Relax. I knew he was hyped that Sunday. He was extra. Relax. I wanted so much medicine because the pain was so severe. But every time... I took one pill. I felt like the problem was solved until the pill ran out. And can I tell you something, Liv? The pill always runs out. (laughs) The pleasure you get, oh my God, the pleasure you get from substances other than God always runs out. why he told the woman at the well if you drink from my well you'll never thirst again anybody want to take a drink from the well of the father I don't want to keep needing substances and needing relationships and needing friends to feel secure give me that one hit that lasts forever come on y'all I'm sick of being addicted to what don't last. Especially if I have access to what lasts forever. What sense does it make to see eternal and temporal and keep choosing temporal because it costs less? You understand what I'm saying? You ain't got to be married to sleep around. That don't cost nothing. But you want that real security, that real peace, that real love, that real fulfillment, that real satisfaction? It's going to cost you every other relationship. Matter of fact, it's just going to cost you your way. Just do it God's way. Period. Oh, man. 
This is why I said it Sunday. This is why we don't take a lot of thoughts. And uh, I understand. Yeah. That's how we all feel. <laughs> oh, God, it's going to hurt, but do it anyway. My wife told me something this week. It was, it was so crazy. She said, hurt and harm are two different things. I said, what? Some stuff hurts you, but it helps in the end. Come on, I was just talking about my dentist. They poked me with all types of needles and all. I'm like, yo, are you for me or against me? Because I'm telling you, I got a pain in the cavity. You put the needle in the cavity and make my pain worse. But I'd rather hurt you to help you. Harm is different. Harm is different. Harm, harm makes you dysfunctional when it's done. Harm makes you incomplete when it's done. When it harms you after the moment, you're still affected by it. Not that she'll by any means harm you. But Paul said, I'm not ashamed that this letter hurts you because it's leading you to conviction and repentance. I'm sorry. So hurt and harm is two different things. I'll take the hurt because it's not to harm me. Some people who plan on harming you never hurt you. People can harm you by staying in a relationship with you and they know they should, they, this ain't right. You got a future and, a, and I got a future too, but we just, I just love what we got so much. It's more harmful to stay with me when you know you should separate. Now that's, that's harm without hurt. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather you hurt me and break up so I can go on with my future and my destiny and my purpose than to smile with you every day and be empty and void. I'm ready to be filled. He satisfied every need. And he knew us beforehand. His purpose was so that, his purpose in our lives was so that we will seek after him. You can sit down, Chantel. Thank you so much. I'll call you back out if I need you. All right, good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck. Appreciate it. All right. His purpose was that we will seek after God and perhaps feel our way toward him. I'm doing the next one now. Just try to follow me in the booth. He wanted us to feel our way toward him. So we're all born out here in this outer court, but we know this ain't it. This ain't it. I can't keep living by my flesh. This ain't it. This ain't it. And we're in this soulless realm, and it feels so good because it's one step closer to him. It's even spiritual out here. You just got, ooh, you just got mystical spirit. You got revelations, and you think you, you know what I'm saying? Because in the inner court, it's the shoe bread and the candlesticks and the, and the candles, right? So, so the purpose of that is, so, oh, man, I don't even want to go into all this. But the outer court... You have the altar, right? And then you have the, 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 the brazen laver. You got the brazen altar. The altar is to kill uh, the sacrifices, right? So at, that's like getting saved. Father, I surrender my way. I die to flesh, and I give my life to you. Cool. After the altar is the brazen laver or the big bowl of water. You wash your hands before you go to the next level. So I'm saved. Now I'm sanctified. I'm being washed and cleansed. By the word of God, okay? So now you go into the inner court, and the bread is in there. Bread represents Jesus and the word. So you get more of the word, and the candles are in there. So you get the, you get the word of God, and that illuminates your life. So I ain't trying to go into all that. I'm just trying to make that body, soul, and spirit, but I'm just giving you different pieces in there. But then when you go into the most holy place, there's no furniture in there. There's no light in there. There's only God, and he is the only light. Watch this. People, if you didn't know this, there was a veil. There was a veil that separated the outer inner court 
from the most holy place. Right? And the only people that were eligible, good God Almighty, to enter into the most holy place were the priests. The priests that have consecrated themselves, y'all not ready, that have cleansed themselves, that have lived a clean life. They walked in there with, with pomegranate and, and timbrels on themselves. Okay? So they had like pomegranate and timbrels. The, the timbrels made a sound like little bells. So it's like ding, ding, ding. Because when you, I know I'm talking fast because this is not the point I'm making, but I hope y'all get this. When they walked into the most holy place, good. The bells would ring because nobody can enter into the presence of God and be and have sin in their lives and be unclean. So when they walked in, as long as the people of God heard the bells, as long as they heard the bells clinging, they knew that their high priest was still alive in his presence. So they knew that God accepted their sacrifice and he will bless the nation for another year. This is called the Day of Atonement. I know I'm going a little deep, but I hope y'all can follow me. So every year, once a year, the priest will go in on behalf of the people and say, we've all sinned, God. We're sorry. Here's the sacrifice. If God received the sacrifice, fire would come, consume the sacrifice, smoke would come up, and they will see the glory cloud outside the tent. And they'll say, yes, our sins are forgiven and we're blessed another year. But if the high priest went in and he was not living right, he would fall dead. If you're not like God in his presence, you fall dead. So they'll be like. If they didn't hear them bells. They knew their prayers were not honored by God and they will be cursed for that year. Now what if you lived right all year but not the priest? I did everything I can to do right but you wanted to wild out. Now I'm cursed for a year. That's not fair that God views everybody by one priest. But the Bible says Jesus is our high priest. Somebody say thank God for Jesus. He never makes a mistake. He never made a mistake. He's perfect. He's flawless. And even if you messed up all year, he didn't. So you are blessed. You are favored. You got that much. Somebody thank God for our high priest. I'm sorry, that was a quick breakdown. It's not fair that we're all judged by one priest if he ain't right. But what if he is? I'm glad he judges us by one priest. And I'm glad that priest is not Ty or Bishop Nobody. But the priest is the son of God himself. Jesus the Christ. So no matter how you lived all year, he lives to make intercession for us. Never mind. High five your neighbor and say, you're covered, you're covered, you're covered. Not because you're good, but because God is good. Not because you're right, but because he's just covered.
With Jesus, we always hear the bells. I'm gonna preach a sermon called Rock the Bells, Rock the Bell. I'm glad the bells are still ringing when our priest goes into the presence of God. All right, hold on, sit down. Y'all rushing me, that's the tabernacle, that's not secret place. Let me back it up, that's next. Let me talk about the secret place. Check it out. With the same demonstration in 10 minutes. With the same demonstration. I got to rush. With that same demonstration. Whatever we take into the holies of holies. Whatever we bring in, if it ain't like God, it it can't stand. Which is why we don't pray about every relationship. Because we already know what he going to say if we take it in that room. I just need 10 people to keep it real with me, that's all. We already know what he's going to say about certain situations. So we don't even take it in there. Because whatever's not like him is going to collapse. So we already know what connections, thoughts, behaviors, and habits are not like him. So your job is to handle that out there. Kill it out there. So your life can move forward in this space. Because you're going to need him. You're going to need that wisdom. You're going to need that guidance. You're going to need that power. So a lot of people, can you pray for me? I just want to know if he's the one. Can you pray for me? I want to know if I take that job. Can you line it up with the... Now, there are certain places where you really want to know, and you're probably like, I don't know. I'm not saying that, but for the most part, we don't really want to take it to God. Because we know either that or we are not where we should be. So maybe your boo is right with God, but you got some issues. Uh oh. So that's why you just don't stay out here and fix all that. To, uh... If your flesh is not under control, he's not going to sign off on a spouse. He's not going to give you an answer about a spouse if you don't know how to deny your flesh. Marriage does not stop lust. Oh man, it's quiet. I said marriage does not stop lust. You got to deal with that. You got to learn how to deny. I was talking to one of the brothers today. It's like, yo, just have a trail of denial. Just, 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 just let God see a trail of denial. Because certain things you'll deal with until you die. Yeah, you're going you're to deal with it. After you get married, you don't go blind. So people are still attractive. Or oh, I got lost. Y'all looking at your spouse like, they better not be attractive. I don't put these lashes on for you tonight. <laughs> Done did my brows. No, I was tired. I did it for you. Nobody else better be attractive. Don't be foolish. Come on, man. Let's not be ignorant and foolish. Not ignorant, foolish. 
There's people that look better than you. Oh, my gosh. Are we that delusional for real? I mean, you cute, but... There's somebody younger, quicker, smarter, cuter, more swagged out, more money, less cares. So your job ain't to make sure you're the best-looking one. Your job is to learn how to deny. You cute, but nah. See? And you learn that. Good God Almighty. You learn that as soon as you start your attraction, as soon as you're 11, 12, throughout, to, that's when you start learning, oh, you cute, but nah. Tell your neighbor, you cute, but not that cute. You not miss my destiny, cute. Uh-uh, you not, uh-uh. You not, you not forfeit my purpose, cute. Come on, y'all. You're not that cute, and I'm not that thirsty. Can I talk to all my people in here who ain't that thirsty? Esau was that thirsty, and he gave up his birthright. I'm not that thirsty to deny my birthright and my future with God, period. Period. Somebody say, I'm not that thirsty. So you learn denial of your flesh through other relationships, through people, through pictures, through all this culture, through all this stuff. You got to learn how to deny you. So when I bring you into covenant, you already know how to do it. Because your wife ain't going... She not going to stop all your, she don't know all your secret place thoughts. I saw you looking at that girl. What about the girls she didn't see you look at? Why am I talking about this stuff? Vice versa. It's like your man ain't going to, like, yo, it's up to you to learn self-denial, not just sexually. People pleasing. I don't need to be that famous. I don't need to be known that bad. I don't need to be, because you, you, you become susceptible. You become vulnerable just so people can say, girl, you all that. Thank you. I don't need attention that bad. So let me learn self-denial. Before I compromise my behavior for somebody's attention. It ain't just sex. That's why I need discernment and wisdom, and that's all in the secret place. Let me go to this in my final four minutes. I don't know how that happened. Let's go to casting down, please. Man, I wanted to go deeper tonight. Casting down, watch this. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth, E-T-H, Y'all know what that means, right? <laughs> Come on, right? That exalteth. E-T-H means what? Say it again, live for the visitors. How you doing, visitors? Good to have y'all tonight. E-T-H means continually. So you got to cast down every imagination. Imagination stems from images. Okay, I'm trying to just break it down, but that's imagination. Imaginations don't always come from nowhere. They come from images. 
So sometimes you can't afford to keep swiping in. Again, not all sexual. You just start desiring a life that's not meant for you in this season. And you become discontent with what you have all because you want what you swiping. All the images, man. Cast down images and imaginations and every high thing that exalteth. It keeps exalting itself, itself against the knowledge of God. Somebody say you already know. So God is in your secret place, so you already know right and wrong. You already know good and evil. You already know that. There are things that present themselves against your knowledge of God. And it's, God didn't say, when it comes, I'm going to cast it down. Please read it. You got to cast it down. Come on. You got to prove your loyalty to me. Yeah, when my wife and I were going through, she was like, yo, I don't know every text that come to your phone. I'm not, and I'm not going through your phone. If somebody stepped to you crazy, you better shut it down. Period. Because I'm going to go out on a limb and trust you. Because I love you. I ain't going through your phone, but I'm trusting that you're going to cast down everything that exalts itself. I'm not saying you encourage the flirty conversation, but if they started, shut it. Y'all quiet. I'm talking about my life. What about your thoughts? What about your secret place? What about your imaginations? You got to learn without God telling you to shut it. You know what's not like God. You know what doesn't please him. If it comes to your mind, don't entertain it. Don't flirt with it. Shut it. It's quiet tonight. like a slave make your thoughts slaves to God's way hold on captivity is under arrest captivity is put under restraints you don't get to do what you want to do you've been bought with a I'm trying to no, no. you've been bought with a price so flesh you are the temple of the Holy Spirit you don't get to do everything you want to do just because grace is here. Uh-oh. Just because you know mercy is everlasting. Nah, every thought, before I get to the action, yeah, before I get to the action or the plan, before I do the blueprint of how I'm going to sin, I got to arrest the imagination. I got to say, ah, you're under arrest. Hey, what you doing? What you doing? You. Come here, Malik. I got to arrest you. You already know. Come here. This is where police brutality is legal. Get that thought under the under the control of Jesus. Like no, 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 no. You can't think how you want. No, 
You can't be how you want now. You've been bought with a. Bring it into captivity every thought. This is what you're supposed to do, not with your body, with your thoughts. Make every thought obedient to who? To who? To who? Christ. Jesus. You got to obey Jesus. And I'm going to restrain you to do so. When you bring something into captivity as a slave, it has to work for you. Or it'll suffer consequence. Do you have consequences for your thoughts? Or do you just let yourself think anything and it's all whatever? No. You got to come into the obedience of Christ. Jesus says live this way. Make your thoughts do it. I'm trying to help y'all. As harsh as police brutality has been, it ain't nothing on how hard we should be on our thoughts. Y'all should be tasing it, <laughs> choking it, shooting it in the leg. Your thoughts should be complaining. My arm hurt. That's right. Because you broke the law. I'm trying to please God, and you're giving me all these suggestions that's against him. I don't care if your arm hurts. Sorry for yelling at you, man. You go back to the keyboard. I'm sorry. Sorry for. I don't care how you feel. Stop thinking that. You're trying to align your life with Christ and feel good about it at the same time? God don't care nothing about how you feel. We take our ways to the secret place, our thoughts and habits and lifestyle, ways and behavior. We weigh it against the room, line it up against him. This is where I stop Sunday, right? We line it up against what he says. I'm not going to sleep with it, but can I just keep looking at the picture? But remember, God, last time I would text her and DM her. I ain't going to do all that. I'm just going to look at the picture. That's cool, right? That's why we don't come here. That's why I like talking to you. That's why I chill out here with my homies. Yo, what you think? Yo, I used to just do all this stuff with it, but I, oh, you good. If you ain't going to do it, you good. All right, cool, cool. That's why we like living out here. We love it out here because it ain't total flesh. It's less flesh. So we think it's safe because it's not what we used to do. So now we gauge how obedient we're allowed to be. Y'all, y'all. <laughs> I, I understand what I'm saying. We try to gauge what God means. He really don't want me to, because fornication is the sin, so he don't want me to sleep with her. But I'm just going to text her. No, 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 no. If I say no, it's. But on the flip side, if I say yes, it's. He doesn't just say no, so I, wanna, I don't want to paint a negative picture of the secret place. 
Okay? I don't want to paint a negative picture of that. So you line it up in a secret place. He gives you your instructions. And how you respond to what he says is now your life of worship. You understand what I'm saying? So, so he says, now you, you, you don't really love him. The Bible says, you know you love him if his ways are not grievous to you. That's the Bible says. It says, you know you love God when his commandments are not grievous to you. <laughs> I never say, I never forget this. My wife and I, we were moving into a house and I wanted something in a certain place, you know, and the moves were moving in. <laughs> I said, hey, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want that there, man. We want that against the wall. Put that against the wall. Oh, word. Yeah, word. So can you put that? We paying y'all. Can you put that against the wall, please? Well, your wife said to put it here. I see why. See, it makes sense when you, you, when you, I didn't see how, I didn't see how this was separated. That's why she, she, okay, she, okay. I like that. That's. That's way better than the wall. Good job, Hobie. Good job. Good job. We'll give you a good. I changed my whole. <laughs> I changed how I viewed the situation because the one I love allowed it. Did you hear what I said? I changed how I viewed something that I once disliked because the one who I love and trust allowed it. So whether I like it or not, if the one I love put it there, it's all good. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, leave it there. Leave it there. All right, let me close this thing. <laughs> oh, this is so good. I got so much to say. I can't even say it all. When you take it to the secret place, you're either going to break or become completely reprobate and callous. The Bible says even in the end, people are going to curse God at the throne. Because if you keep denying the wisdom and the advice from here, you're going to grow callous and reprobate like, please, 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 please. To the point where in the end, you can't shake your pride. Whatever, God. Man, he's going to curse God to his face, well, to his feet at the throne. So you're either going to come out better or worse, you're either going to change or be more strengthened in your arrogance against it. That's why you can't keep hearing the word of God. You're either going to obey it and change towards it or resist it and grow against it. There's no neutral ground. I feel the Holy Ghost. There's no neutral ground when it comes to the word of God. He's saying from here, I am the Lord and I change not. I change not. So we already know what he's going to say because he's been saying it. But when you pray to God and you ask for his help, many are doing that, but we're not repenting. Repent means to turn, to change. So we're praying to God, asking for his wisdom, asking for his help, but we're not repenting or changing. So God is not going to bless a dysfunctional soul. 
All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. So even in prayer, the Bible says we don't know what to pray for as we ought to. <laughs> but the Spirit intercedes for us through moanings and groanings that can't be uttered. <laughs> so when you say, mmm, the Spirit is interpreting it to the, in the secret place. Good, okay. Did you hear what I just said? Your spirit is communicating for us in the secret place. So that's why you need to let people express themselves without words sometimes. When you come here, you just, oh, let people scream. They're communicating to God, y'all, in their secret place. That's why I can't understand quiet people in worship and praise. Something, if you don't know how to say hallelujah, if you don't know what to say, just, oh, y'all still quiet. Just, the old mothers used to say, oh, wow. The old mothers used to say, mm -hmm. y'all don't know nothing about this. The old mothers used to say, oh, oh shut up. Y'all don't know nothing about moaning and groaning because they didn't have the internet. They didn't have Google. They didn't have the Greek and the Hebrew. I don't know what this word means, but I know him. So, oh, and the Spirit of God will fill the whole church without words. Just, ah, Jesus. I know you're not old school. I know we're a new church, but for five seconds, can somebody just say, oh, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, I feel something in here. I ain't got words, but I got a secret place. I don't have the intellect, but I got a secret place. I'm so overwhelmed, I don't know what to say. But live, this is good news. You could just say, ah! Oh. Yeah, 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 my Hey, I got to get out of here because I feel something in here. Oh, God, I feel old oil in here. I said, I feel old oil in here. Hey, everybody that don't got words, just start moaning and groaning. Okay, I'm not saying Negro spiritual. I don't mean that. And don't put it in that category. It's a spiritual thing. I ain't got words, but I got a secret place. Ah, Jesus. The Bible also says in that same verse, he says, go to the next one, go to the next one, I'm closing. See? See that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and people who call that old school don't understand the spirit. You don't understand the spirit. Because you got to wait till you have the intellectual words to say, and you could be missing so much more. You better learn to just let go and be like, oh, well, not singing, but just moaning. Because I know what you mean. My wife was pregnant. She was like, oh, I said, oh, that's another contraction. She didn't say I had another contraction, but I knew what the groan meant. God is saying, if you give me a noise, I can interpret it. Just give me a sound. Liv, can you raise up a sound in the room that let God know we need you, we want you, can't make it without you. Just raise up a sound. Yeah. 
Let me close. Here's the scripture. It says, in a similar way, watch this. In a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for. But the Holy Spirit, let me move it quickly. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf. Pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. So that's saying the spirit goes to God without words. Let's look at another interpretation. So not only do the believers groan, but the spirit is like, oh. The spirit goes to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. What if I told you that the Holy Spirit has emotions? He's a person. I ain't going to get to that. We'll go to that later. So the Spirit goes to God with emotional sighs that's too deep for words. So the Spirit comes to God and says, ah, ah, and just, ah. That's why I don't understand. That's not words. That's just an expression. I don't understand how you don't have an expression when you come into the house of God. You understand what I'm saying? You ain't got to know the words to the song. You ain't got to know 18 hallelujahs. Just you got to have some type of. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Some type of expression. Action, but where's your expression? And God takes that expression. Look at this. Keep going. The next scripture says, because I got to get off that because we'll just go straight old school in here. It's really not old school. It's spirit. Because we've learned so much now. And the millennials in 2000, we learned so much. We, can, we, we have a science to revelation now. And a science to theology. And this is how this works. And how, sometimes I don't know how it works. I just say, God, I need you. Can I get anybody else in here who don't know it all? But just know that I got to do something. So God, watch this, I'm done. Man, I'm not, but I'm going to stop. God. The searcher of the heart knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. In other words, the Spirit goes to God on behalf of us, but God's way. Hmm. The Spirit knows how to interpret what we need based on His will. Read it. Read it, read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. The searcher of the heart, He knows fully our longings, yet He also understands the desires of the Spirit. So I know what I have for your life, and I know what you want in life. So we got to try to marry our wants. Or actually, I got to try to change yours. So the spirit, of, the spirit is trying to communicate with God our desires based on his will, the Bible says. And then the next verse says this. I love this. So we don't know how to pray, but through moanings and groanings, the spirit intercedes for us because he knows and he searches our hearts because he's in there. And the spirit makes intercession for us. And now, after that, we know. And we know. Ooh. And we know. 
Where do you know at? In the outer court? In the inner court? I know from the secret place. Because he told me that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Now he told me that. So now when I face my issue, I already know that it's going to work together for good. Y'all quiet for some reason. Any problem I face, I already know that all things work together for good. That's why I'm not fearful. That's why I'm not stressed out. Because he all, y'all. And you can keep going. For whom he did foreknow. I knew you beforehand. Let's keep reading. Whom he foreknew, he also did predestinate. I set your destiny before you got here. To be conformed to the likeness of his dear son. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, he called. Who he called, he justified. He made you right with him. Can't nobody say nothing about you. If I called you, I cleared you. I got to get out of here. Did you hear what I just said? I don't care who knows your past. I don't know who knows your present because only one knows your future. And God said, if I called you, don't disqualify yourself. If I called you, I cleared you. You're clear to be free. You're clear to be healed. You're clear to have joy. You're clear to have peace. justified he glorified tell your neighbor get ready for glory in your life now what shall we say to these things if God be for us live y'all not with me yet I said if God be for us who 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 can be against you if God is for you who can be against you? God is fighting for us. Pushing back the darkness. Lighting up the kingdom. That cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus. The enemy is defeated. Shout it out. Shout it out. Shout it out. I'm shouting. Everybody stand. We out. Woo! We already know. All things are going to work together for good. I said and we know. All things work together for good. Hallelujah! We know. Tell your name and you already know. I got to finish this. I'm going to do it on Sunday. I got another way to say this. Don't say pastor's changing the word. I'm just having a little fun with the phrase, okay? If God be for us, who can be against us? Not only if God is for us, but if we put God before us. <laughs> Who in the world can come against you? 
if God is, y'all not here yet. If he's, who can get past God and attack you? What sickness can take you out if God is before you? What, what, what stress? What depression? Ah! If God is before you. Tell your neighbor, put God before you. Before your wants, before your desires, put them there. And you can't be attacked. Don't want a relationship so bad that you put yourself in front of him. No. If you put God before you, you cannot be manipulated. Because he's going to handle it before it gets to you. You can, Y'all hear me? You cannot be used or violated if you put him before you. Because he now becomes your shield. That's what we're talking about, getting lost. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it, and they are safe. For in the time of trouble, I'm trying to get there. I'll get there Sunday. In the time of trouble, he shall. Now, people directly in front of me, you probably can't see me. And this is the life you're supposed to live. You're supposed to be hidden and lost. The enemy is supposed to try to find you and say, right, we ain't going that way because all I see is God. What shall we say to these things? If we put God before us, who, who can get past God? Who can be against us? So, Father, we decrease. Yeah, come on, y'all. That you may increase. Is anybody willing tonight? I'm not forcing you. But is anybody willing tonight to decrease so that he can increase? If that's you, lift your hands and say, I decrease. You increase. In Jesus' name. Clap your hands and say amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Erica. I said, clap your hands in the room. Oh, oh, this has been, we're inching it forward little by little. But if you put God before you, how can you be harmed? Nothing shall by any means harm you when you put him before you. You take all the hits because you're becoming your own shield. You're going out there first. Ah, let his way, faith, let his way, faith, let his way, faith be your shield. The shield of faith. Quenching the fiery darts of the enemy, the Bible says. So when you don't put him first, all them darts are hitting you. Is anybody sick of taking hits? That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. If you're sick of taking hits, be second and not first. <laughs> it's simple, but it's hard. Because you know what happens? And I'm done. I'm going to shut up. We fear that we'll never get what we really want if we put it to the side. So we 
want to please God and still kind of have what we want because I don't want to lose this. Because we don't trust that he can even still give it to us or give us something. He who seeks his life shall lose it. He that loses his life, you're going to gain it. <laughs> Get lost. Lose it. Trust that he's either going to give it to you in the right season or give you something better when the time is right. But you cannot afford to have this and that. I got to go. God is not like man. I'm done. He's not like man. When you sacrifice yourself for other people, they'll like that and probably forget your desires. And your boss like, oh yeah, I did say I was going to give you that promotion in 1997. I'm sorry. Because man can treat you like that. You put yourself on the side to serve somebody else and they will forget your heart's desire. God is not like that. If you sacrifice what you want for him, he's in the secret place seeing that as honor. And Jehovah El Roy, right there, that's the God who remembers. El Roy, El Roy, whatever that is. El Roy, El Roy. That's the God who remembers. So he's not going to see you sacrifice and be like, oh yeah, you did want a spouse, or you did want increase, or you did want healing. No. No. He sees your sacrifice and he doesn't take advantage of it. Oh God, this is good. Woo! Woo! He doesn't take advantage of your serving him. He sees what you denied to honor him. <laughs> and because you were faithful over few, I'm going to make you ruler over many. I won't forget what you denied. God is speaking in all of your secret places right now. And he's saying, I'll never forget what you denied for me. And I will overpay it back. I will, I will do exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or think so in this season deny what you can ask or think because that's just what you can think of in this season and let him overpay you back I know that probably don't make sense but that's all I hear he'll overpay you back because he'll never forget what you denied to honor him. You, you, you fine. You can get any man you want, but you're denying your flesh. You a strong man. You got yourself together. You got a good head on your shoulders. You can have any girl you want, but you're denying your flesh. You can have a good business, or you, but you got to be faithful to your family. You can have, he sees it all. And when you deny the outer court to surrender to the secret place, your reward is so much greater not just in the world to come, the Bible says, but in this life right now, I'm going to see it in the land of the living. Father, we honor you for your word tonight. 
And in the general scope of things, no sacrifice is really a sacrifice. It's not really a sacrifice. Because if we consider what we give up and compare it to what we get for it, <laughs> please, you mean I'm going to give you tears and I'm going to reap in joy? So the sufferings of this present time are not worthy? So is it a sacrifice for real? We esteem our wants too high. What we want means too much to us. It's nothing in comparison with what, for what he has in store for us. I'm a living witness. When you drop what you want and he give you what he's planned for you, it's abundant. So Father, we thank you and we trust you. We trust you tonight with our lives. And we trust that you won't forget us when we surrender for you. In Jesus' name. Everybody clap your hands and say amen. All right. Amen. I just want to pray for your strength. Everything I said can be understood, but it doesn't mean it's easier in application. Just because you understand it doesn't mean it's easy. You know, well, his joke is easy. Y'all know what I'm saying. It's not like, ah. I want to pray your strength tonight. In the name of Jesus. Father, strengthen us to do your will. We understand it. And not only do we understand it, we desire your way. But we pray against every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against your way. I'm clearing here tonight, but when I leave here, the options, the cravings, the familiar things are going to knock right on my door. But even though I got the same temptations, I pray for a different response in the name of Jesus. For you're giving me strength right now in my secret place. You strengthen us. Strengthen us. In Jesus' name, everybody say, I receive your strength. In Jesus' name. All right. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you are blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.